0: I learned something else this week. I learned that it's important to sow into rich soil if you're going to expect a harvest. In the parable of the sower, the Lord shares that when a farmer just throws the seed on hard ground or rocky ground, it won't produce anything.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group. A collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. But first, I thought, since you all responded so well to
0: the jokes the little kids did last week, I started looking at the kind of jokes that they look at. So here's a a couple of them I found. uh, And Vic, i got to use you in this, okay? So you just do what you have to do. Okay, Vic, what do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Okay. Okay, this is for my friend John over here. I think he'll like this one. All right, Vic, what do you call a dog with no legs? I don't know, but whatever you call him, he ain't coming. You know, once once the kids keep coming, I just won't be able to stop. So, last week it was exciting to see the tremendous response to our fundraising program. And you know, the word says, when we sow generously, we reap generously. So, it's even more exciting to live in expectation of the harvest God is going to bring. I learned something else this week. I learned that it's important to sow into rich soil if you're going to expect a harvest. In the parable of the sower, the Lord shares that when a farmer just throws the seed on hard ground or rocky ground, it won't produce anything. But when the seed falls into good soil, you can expect it to yield 30 times or 60 times or even 100 times as much as planted. You know, years ago, my brother Glenn and I, were, we were excited to make our first acquisition of an exercise company other than our own. And it happened to be in New York City, and it was considered to be the oldest fitness company in America, and it was founded by one of the founding fathers of the exercise movement, and we were just impressed by this company and its history and its international reach. But just hours after the deal closed, the unionized factory workers threatened to strike, and we learned that the top executive had a drug addiction, disgruntled employees had sabotaged all the equipment. And the landlord found a loophole in the lease and forced us to move. You see, what happened there was we sowed into rocky ground. We were so anxious to make the deal that we failed to do the adequate due diligence necessary that could have prevented the disaster. We learned a hard and very expensive lesson up there in the big city. And that is when you sow into something that isn't ready to receive the seed, then you won't get a harvest. And that's why it's so powerful when you sow into the kingdom of God. Because just like what we're doing with the P2 program, we already know that the soil is deep, is deep. And we know that it's rich. And it's ready to receive what we have and what we've committed to. And we know that that which it's received can multiply 30, 60, or 100-fold. You know, the Apostle Paul He was so touched by the Macedonians when they were so generous to him and the Christian movement. And he was touched because they weren't rich people. They had had encountered hard times themselves. But Paul said, they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. That's a legacy for generous giving right there. I hope you're encouraged today that the commitment you made last week is seed sown in good soil. And it means that you can expect God to bring a harvest in every area of your life and to that which you have sown.
1: Do you feel a lack of motivation in your life today? Listen to discover how you can be inspired and motivated like never before. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But
0: first, my job this morning is to encourage you by motivating you. Now, just about everyone is really motivated by something. There's usually something in a person's life that they're so passionate about that they don't have any problem getting motivated to work on or pursue with all their energy. For instance, in case you haven't heard, uh, Dana and I are going to welcome our first grandchild, our granddaughter, into the world in just a week or two. And and it's from our oldest daughter, Ashley. And and even newer news is this week, our youngest daughter, Elise, has announced that she is also with child. So we're excited. And apparently, thank you. Thank you. Apparently, chaos will continue to reign. And the Bollinger clan, but, but, but listen to this. When Dana learned that our much awaited grandchild was coming, she became the perfect example of a motivated person. You see, there were two nurseries that needed to be created. One at Ashley's house and one at ours. And Dana leaped into action and our houses became one big blur of paint, fabric, furniture, accessories, and baby products. And every last detail was crucial and time was critical because the baby is coming and the room has to be finished on time. And nothing was going to stop my wife from making that happen. And I'm happy to tell you that these nurseries got finished. It was pure motivation. And we all know what it is. And we all know we don't have, we just don't have it all the time. Motivation just doesn't work that way. Even when we're passionate about something, it's our nature to lose our motivation sometimes. There's an old saying like this motivation doesn't last, but neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. So we know that being motivated gives us the energy, the edge to ramp up our efforts. And we know that God intends and expects us to work till He comes. You know, he has a purpose for each of us and we all need to get with it. The word says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And the Lord said in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. So I believe that the key to being motivated is not to focus on what you do but to focus on what motivates you to do what you do. I guess I have to say that again. The key to being motivated is not to focus on what you do, but to focus on what motivates you to do what you do. And I'm going to tell you what will motivate you and I the most is when we simply speak of the God of the universe. And I have to think, Ms. Priscilla Shire, for doing it this way. You see, God, He's the first and the last. The beginning and the end. He's the keeper of creation and the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all time. He always was. He always is. He always will be. He's unmoved, unchanged, Undefeated and never undone. He was bruised but brought healing. He was pierced but eased the pain. He was persecuted but brought freedom. He was dead but brings life. He was risen to bring power and he reigns to bring peace. The world can't understand him. Armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him and leaders can't ignore him. He's light. He's love. He's longevity. And He is our Lord. He's goodness and kindness and faithfulness. And He is our God. He is holy and righteous, powerful and pure. His ways are right. His words eternal. His will unchanging. His mind is always on us. He's our Savior our guide, our peace, our comfort, our joy. I serve him because his bond is love. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And his goal for us is an abundant life. I follow him because he's the wisdom of the wise, the power of the powerful, the ruler of rulers, the leader of all leaders. His goal is a relationship with me. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never mislead you and never forget you. He'll never overlook you. And he'll never cancel his appointment with you in his book. When you fall, he'll lift you up. When you fail, he'll forgive you. When you're weak, he's strong. When you're lost, he will find you. When you're afraid, he's your courage. When you stumble, he'll steady you. When you're hurt, he'll heal you. When you're broken, he'll mend you. When you're blind, he'll lead you. When you're hungry, he will feed you. When I face trials, he's with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. And when we face death, he'll come and he'll carry us all home. He's everything for everybody, everywhere, every time, in every way. He's God. He's majestic. And He's King of kings. And He's Lord of lords. And I'm telling you this morning, that's who He is. that's who you and I belong to today. You see, nothing can motivate us and inspire our spirit like proclaiming the greatness of God. Even though our words fall short to do it, just the exercise breathes life into our very soul. Do you feel a lack of motivation in your life today? Well, just try to describe the one who made you and who saved you and who claims you for his own. And I promise you that
1: you'll be lifted to a place where only something good can happen. Are you facing some giants in your life today? If so, stay right where you are to discover the best way to deal with them by putting your faith in God. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second generation Slide King flashlight and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high power 500 lumen flashlight, chips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. But I do want to talk about giants
0: and how to face them. And many of you know what I mean when I say facing the giants because giants are the things in our life that you are convinced you cannot overcome. It's that thing that you find overwhelming and defeating. And you've already programmed yourself to live with the giant by retreating from him. You feel like you're a Volkswagen traveling down a highway with a Mack truck coming at you. All you're looking to do is to get out of the way. I'm talking about things that become giants in our lives like financial problems or broken relationships or addictions our habits, our conditions that you've just accepted into your life, like depression, our anger, our fear. And you know, the longer you feel that way, the bigger the giant becomes. You see, giants are, by nature, intimidating. Their mere presence makes you feel weak. Several years ago, I got on a plane in Tokyo, to return to the states and a giant human being sat down next to me i recognized him immediately as hulk hogan how many know what i'm talking about when i say hulk hogan i've never seen anybody as big and strong as this guy well uh it turns out he's a nice man his real name is terry not how you doing hulk Uh, And since I was in the exercise business, I I pulled out a new fancy hand grip that we were working on. Had a digital readout that told you how much pressure you were putting on this thing. And and I handed it to him and I said, "Uh, would you try this and tell me what you think about it? He said, sure. So he grabbed it and when he squeezed it, it just disintegrated and he crushed it into a million pieces. (laughs) He said, oops. (laughs) You see, giants in whatever form they come, are intimidating forces in our life. But, and I know you won't be surprised to hear this, but God is not intimidated by these giants. And God intends for you to overcome them for the glory of his name and to his purpose. Now try to visualize this scene with me that happened thousands of years ago. God is looking down and surveying the situation. The armies of Israel stood on a battlefield in total fear of an intimidating giant named Goliath. He was the champion of the Philistine nation, nine and a half feet tall. Now, if Goliath was alive today, he probably wouldn't be a soldier. We know he would be playing basketball in the NBA for the Miami Heat. But this was then. And he was ugly and profane, and he's cursing the God of Israel. Now, the Israelites had no answer for this giant. They don't know what to do, but I know what they're thinking. They're thinking, we need to retreat or be killed. And then, a young shepherd boy named David shows up. And heard for himself the arrogant giant screaming his challenges on the battlefield. And he knew right then that he would confront this giant and that he would destroy him. And I hope that you will read my favorite Bible story in 1 Samuel Samuel chapter 17. Because if you do, you will find that that's exactly what David did. And the question is, how did he do it? What did David have that he could bring down this mighty giant? Here is the point of my story. The shepherd boy, David, who in the word appears to be the ultimate underdog story, slayed the giant, became a champion, became a king. That David, that David, didn't have anything that you or I don't have that can bring down a giant in our life. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, then David said to the giant, you come against me with a sword and a spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. And this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Almighty, What was the difference with David and the Israelites that day? David didn't step out in fear to face the giant. He stepped out in faith in God. And that's exactly what you and I have to do to kill the giants in our life that's standing in our way and our destiny and what God's purpose is for us. The story of David reveals that we are no match for these giants on our own. But we can challenge our giants in the name of the Lord Almighty. And because of him, they will fall. And it's the same God, the same God who saw David step out in the battlefield in his name and rewarded him with a great victory. It's the same God who will do the same for you and me today. I don't know if the cowboys can face their giants today, But I know that we can face our giants and overcome them in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that today?
1: You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? questions, comments, prayers. Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197 That's 847-312-8197 Or Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org 847-312-8197 Or Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org
2: Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.